John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, it's Ed Peterson. And it's John Kiltica, Ed. It's the High Game Podcast, John. Mellow style. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about guitars. Grandpa guitars. Grandpa guitars. They're rare, but you know, sometimes you got to show the grandpas a little love. That's right. Sometimes we do it. Yeah. Where are we recording from? Beautiful. West Seattle, Washington. It's a beautiful day again. It is a beautiful day. Okay, that's it. That's all we need to say about that. We don't need to go into anything else. That's all you need to know for a healthy, robust introduction. Love it. Yeah. From time to time, we like to do grandpa guitars, I think, at least in my mind, if they are rare or unusual. I don't know about rare with this guitar. There's a lot of words on the headstock. Yes. But on the unusual tip, this is one of those you pull it out and it's like, oh, that's cool. I've laid around and played around this old town too long. Summer's almost gone, winter's coming on. I've laid around and played around this old town too long. And I feel like I've got. Beverages. Beverages, Ed. I have a black coffee. Yes. I have a Lemmy sparkling lemonade made with real lemon juice. That's Orca, is it not? It is an Orca beverage. They have a slogan. Ooh. It says, Lemmy have a Lemmy. Of course. Which is great. Our good friends up there in Muckleteal. That's right. Orca beverages. I wonder if Lemmy drank Lemmys. I don't know. He could put a whole bunch of alcohol in them. <laughs> yes. It's probably fine. He might be one of those rare dudes where maybe he didn't have a substance abuse problem so much as like it was just part of who he was. I think that's fine. I think it's great. Yeah. I also have a coffee. Yeah. And I have a Mexican Coke, Ed. Those are great. 
no big corn for you. That's right. Yeah. Pure cane sugar. So I'm just going to throw this out there. Was that Hank Williams? It was not. Uh, that song was called Gotta Travel On. Okay. And that was a massive hit for a guy named Billy Grammer. Interesting. G-R-A-M-M-E-R. Grammer. Grammer. Which is interesting because the headstock of that guitar says the Grammar Company. It says the Grammar Guitar. The Grammar Guitar, I'm sorry. And then it has an Ampeg logo on it. Okay. See, I don't know anything about this thing. It's going to be great. Okay. You're looking at a Dreadnought guitar. Yep. Natural colored, solid top, back and sides, funky looking pickguard. This guitar would have been around mid-60s. Gotta travel on? Yeah. That was a hit for Billy Grammer in 1959. Cold War hit. Gotta travel on. Yeah. That took him everywhere. But where did it start? I'm going to say he was born in 1931. Close. Yeah. Our man Billy Wayne Grammer was born in 1925. Six years off? That's not bad. Oh, no. 2011. Oh. Yeah. Do I know other Billy Grammer songs? He wrote a song called I Want to Go Home. Okay. That was later turned into a hit called Detroit City by Bobby Bear. I don't know if you know Bobby Bear's son, Bobby Bear Jr. It's really good stuff. Yeah? Yeah. Anyway, he's born in Benton, Illinois in Mm -hmm. 1925. Mm -hmm. You might know Benton, Illinois as the birthplace of one John Malkovich. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Malkovich, he's timeless. He's a cipher. Yeah. But Mr. Grammer was one of 13 kids. Okay. So I got to think he wanted to get out of there right quick. He ended up in the World War II. (laughs) One of 13. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Okay, so he's leaving for World War II, so he's shipping out in like 40-something. Yeah. Our guy Malkovich was born in 53. 53, there you go. Uh, So when he comes back, uh, Billy Grammer. Yeah. He gets a job along with thousands of other people Mm -hmm. at the Washington Naval Gun Factory. Sure. Like a lot of wartime industries, all those people were unceremoniously laid off. Sorry, war's over, you're fired. I guess that sort of makes sense. I feel like the post-war economy was in such a massive boom Jobs were plentiful enough that even if they unemployed a ton of dudes that are making tanks, I don't know, those guys probably went and started building Cadillacs. In the case of our man, Mr. Billy Grammer. Yeah, what did he do? uh, Well, he married his high school sweetheart. Perfect. He stuck around the Naval Yards a while in Washington, D.C. Yeah. When you say stuck around the Naval Yards, that almost has a nefarious tone to it. Do you think he was, you know, fucking around doing weird shit? Like what? I don't know. Like, he could have been spying. Espionage. Right. He could have been stealing buckets of bolts. You think he was with the Russians? I, I have no idea. I've never even heard of this guy before 10 minutes ago. So, you know, I don't know what he was doing. That sounds really nice. He makes a mean guitar, this grammar dude. And I have no reason to doubt that he was a solid American citizen. That's right. Loved his country. That's right. Voted Democrat his entire life. Stand-up dude. I'm going to hold my tongue. Okay. (laughs) Okay. If that is your general sense of the man, 
Yeah. Then this is going to be fun. Let me go one step further. Yeah. I think he loved his country. Yeah. He loved it so much he was blackballed for being a socialist by the Republicans. There we go. <laughs> so he gets a job at a radio station in the Washington, D.C. area mm-hmm. as a singer on various radio programs that they've got going on. Yeah. After a while, it becomes known that our man, Mr. Grammer, is a mean guitar player. Sure. The radio station guy who's been putting on all these shows is getting sick of their current guitar player anyway because the dude's always late. Mm-hmm. So he's like, hey, Billy Grammer, if I can that dude, I'll give you more money to not only sing but play guitar too. Billy Grammer said, yes, please. Yeah. And that's what happened. They can that dude. Yeah. Parenthetically, mm-hmm. that dude they can for always being late. Roy Clark. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I bet Roy Clark, hell of a dude. Is he going to let time dictate place? You know, is he going to worry about being where you need him to be? Fuck that. Roy Clark's got higher level shit going on. That's right. Fuck your clock. Yeah. Roy Clark, genius. Radio show starts at two. <laughs> let him wait. Right? Yeah, of course. You think he got canned from Hee Haw? No. Hee Haw knew. Roy will show up when Roy wants to show up. One take bangers. Yeah. That's yeah. all you get out of Roy. One take Roy. Yeah. Our guy Grammar, though. Punctual. 1959, he gets signed, I gotta think, on the basis of his fine, fine work at the radio station. Probably. To a company called Monument Records. Okay. They're looking around for stuff for him to record, and they find some old folk out in the woods recording. Yes. They did that song, Gotta Travel On, the one I played for the beverage song. That song was his hit. Yes. And it was somehow culled from tapes of some guy in Backwoods Shack in the hills of Kentucky. Yep. Huh. It's always hard to know what to make of that stuff. If it's considered an American traditional, then right. who wrote it? Nobody knows. Yeah, I wonder if that song is considered in that camp. What does that do to your sense of the man now, Ed? I'm still on Team Billy. I think he's doing great work out there. He must be doing something right, because that song, as recorded by Billy Grammer, mm-hmm. goes to number four on the pop singles chart and number five on the country songs chart. It skyrockets. Hell yeah. Leading Billy to become a regular at the Grand Ole Opry. Our man Billy's getting famous. I wonder if Roy is there when he's there. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Roy gets canned. Mm-hmm. His job gets given to Billy Grammer. Right. Billy Grammer ends up at the Grand Ole Opry yep. before Roy. Oh, you think so? By the time Roy comes, maybe Roy's fucking pissed. I gotta think Roy, he's not pissed about anything ever. Oh, you're there before me. That's like a time concept. Roy ain't into that. Timeless. Exactly. Oh my God, this song, if you look it up, the Wikipedia for Gotta Travel On, it says is an American folk song. Earliest known version was printed in Carl Sandburg's The American Songbag in 1927 under the title Yonder Comes the High Sheriff. Wow, this is totally one of those. Traditional style. Yeah, yeah. That song had a lot more life in it, though. Sure. In 1959, the same year that that song comes out and propels Billy Grammer to stardom and fame. For sure. Buddy Holly decides to use it as his opener. The first song he's going to do at every concert is going to be Gotta Travel On. Sure. Because everybody knows it. He decides to do this Mm -hmm. on his last tour ever. Oh, R.I.P. R.I.P. The Big Bopper. Yeah. 
Richie Valens. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, he went out playing Billy Grammer songs. Played it a few times at least. Yeah. That's cool. I'll put a little reverb on this. Oh, sure. Why not? Like we're in a big hall. Rad. That's pretty nice. Yeah, I like reverb on my vocals. I think we need to record in a bunker, maybe. You throw a little sand on the floor in here, and we're in a bunker. We're there. Yeah. A little sand. (laughs) Right? Maybe some empty oil drums. Right. A few shell casings on the ground. Yeah. A couple of expired road flares. Yeah. Swinging bare bulb. That's just cool in general. Yeah, I'll have to get that set up. Mm Mm-hmm. So, with all of this fame and fortune... We're back to grammar now. We're back to Billy Grammar. Okay. He decides he wants to make his own guitars. That seems like a great plan. Well, he had a problem. Okay. He didn't know anything about how to make guitars. Sure. That is a solvable problem, Billy Grammar. Yeah. He happened to have in his personal collection Mm -hmm. a Martin D18. Okay. And a Gibson J45. Two great guitars. Yeah, and you could learn a lot about how guitars work from looking at those things. Yeah. But Billy, he's not just going to look at those things. Take them apart. He cut each one of them in half. Mm Mm-hmm. Which way? I don't know. He wanted to see what was inside. Yeah. If you actually were going to build one of these things, you're going to want to measure stuff and a little one of those dentist mirrors is not going to give a fella what he actually needs, would be my guess. And I think Billy, he's not afraid. No. He doesn't care. So he figures it out, and they start building guitars. Great. That was 1965, and they're very unique looking. You mentioned the pick guard. Mm-hmm. It's like pointy and wavy at the same time. Yeah. A lot of them had that pick guard mirrored on the other side. Even better. And some of them had this weird green burst Ooh. finish, which might not sound good. No, that sounds great. But it is. Nashville loved them. It's full, it's rich. It's really nice. I think I saw a picture somewhere of Dolly Parton playing one. Yeah. Okay, keep going. I've never seen one of these before, so it's one of those things where it's not so common that someone learned like Ed Peterson would know about them. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's amazing you don't. (laughs) There's a label on the inside. Yeah. Grammar Guitar Company, Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. Music City, USA. Okay. They didn't make too many because in 1968, mm-hmm. the factory burned to the ground. Mm. That was the end of the grammar guitars. Remember when I said I don't think my guy Roy Clark holds a grudge? Yeah. You know, put two and two together. And again, oh. Roy Clark, he's not on anyone else's timeline. He's just out there thinking next level shit, right? Let me let this guy get invested into something. Let me find what he cares about. Then fucking Roy comes by with a Molotov. Hey, what's this in my pocket? Oh, yeah. it's a book of matches. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. We can only speculate this is allegedly... Pure conjecture yeah. over here from Team High Gain. Yeah. But I'm just saying. So now Billy's got nowhere to make the guitars. Okay. So he sells to Ampeg. 
Okay. And they take over all the stuff. The label on the inside still says Nashville on it? Yeah. Ampeg sets up to continue making the guitars just down the block from the charred remains of the original Grammar guitar. Don't let Roy know. Set it right back up Mm -hmm. and keep making the guitars. Move whatever equipment and material you can salvage from the fire down the block and pick it back up. Sales must have been good enough that Ampeg would want to continue. Yeah. Or just, uh, I'm trying to record music over here, and this is just maybe more of a pain than Billy wanted. Everything I could find indicated that that might be the case. He was still playing full slates of gigs and still invested in the industry. In fact, in 1969, his own personal guitar ends up in the Country Music Hall of Fame. Oh, But then by 1970, Ampeg has had enough, and they discontinue it, and that's it. 1965 to 1970, five years' worth of Grammar guitars. Okay. So tell me about my guy Grammar. You know, my guess is he was a, you know, at least had heavy socialist leanings and was probably a communist, is my guess. (laughs) Okay, well, I'll give you an anecdote. Yeah. A postscript, maybe we call this. Sure. In 1972, Mm -hmm. Billy Grammar and the Travel On Boys... Okay, that's his band? Yeah, name the band after your hit song. Right. They're playing a political rally in Laurel, Maryland. Okay. 1972. Who are they supporting? He is not in the pocket of Big Nixon. Who? Grammar. No. They were there playing in support of Alabama Governor George Wallace. Yeah. In Maryland or something, you said? Yes. Why are they doing that? Because they love him. Yeah, clearly, (laughs) clearly. They played the, quote, under the double eagle march as Wallace mounts the stage to begin speaking. Mm -hmm. He gets the crowd worked up with his bullshit, racist, separatist bullshit. Yep. By all accounts, successfully. Everybody's in a lather. Sure. And then some guy named Arthur Bremer pulls out a gun. Yeah. And shoots that bastard. All right. Yeah, George Wallace. Yeah. Leaving our man, Billy Grammer, in tears. <laughs> the outcome for Wallace was he was paralyzed for the rest of his life. Yeah. Later kind of recanted some of his harsher stances, to which I say, don't care. Yeah. Not big Wallace fans over here. Also find myself more on Team Roy Clark. Good work burning down that factory. Billy Grammer had a sense about this. The assassination attempt? Yes. He said, I've said all along, if they wanted to do something like this, they do it under these circumstances. <laughs> okay. That's profound. What yeah. does that mean? At a rally? Don't like, shoot a politician until Billy Grammer shows up? Oh, well, that makes sense. Maybe that's what they meant. That's what I would do. Yeah. I don't know this dude. Let's just put together a couple pieces here, Ed. Okay. Okay. Dude gets a job at a radio station and Roy Clark gets fired. Yeah. Dude writes a hit song and Buddy Holly dies playing it. Right. That occurred to me when you said it. Dude starts to make guitars and a building burns down. Yeah. Dude continues to play and a politician gets shot. Seems like this dude's a clusterfuck. I don't know anything about anything. Right. But... Karma. (laughs) I'm not shedding many tears. I might not be openly celebrating. Crocodile tears? Not gonna do it. No. Yeah. Okay. This guitar is cool. Yeah. They're reasonable if you can find them. I was just on Reverb and there's half a dozen. Yeah. It really sounds good and has a super vibe to it. It is a very cool guitar. 
You gotta try it Try and decide Is it hello or goodbye Goodbye or deny Alright Ed, buy or deny Bye Bye I'm going to ignore all of the anecdotes about the man's personal life and beliefs. <laughs> I'm going to do that. And I'm just going to say this guitar is really cool. I dig the headstock. I dig the dot inlays, which we didn't even talk about. They've got the cool offset one, two, one, two, one, three. Yeah, they're pretty cool. The binding looks great. And this one specifically the one that's at Thunder Road Guitars right now, it's kind of beat up. It's got that like wear to it. It's beat up in all the right ways. Yeah, yeah. I'm into it. I have to agree with you, Ed. I think this is great. If you're looking for an acoustic guitar that sounds really great, but maybe you want something that's... Different. Different. Yeah. yeah. I don't want just like some standard dreadnought. I'd like something that's kind of quirky. It's expensive enough that it's not exactly this, probably... But it's got that vibe where I could totally see sitting next to the fire out in the woods and playing this guitar. All right. Well, let's give the peoples a sense of this then. Yeah. In 1965, dollars, Ed. Oh, I've been doing really bad on this recently. How much was this grammar guitar? 1965. It's a new brand. Yeah. How is he going to price himself in 1965 Mm -hmm. to be appealing? But he's probably got enough of an ego that he thinks his name is worth a premium. And it probably was. Yeah. Start the countdown. Let's give the folks some time to play along with Ed. Yep. Before I had this, it belonged to my sister. It used to be dad's, but he never took interest. Before it was his, it was paid for on time By his father who left it, now it is mine Okay, Ed, what'd you come up with? $284.32 Oh! Three hundred ninety-five dollars. Whoa, that seems expensive. Like I can't do the inflation math exactly, but that sounds like twenty-seven hundred dollars today. Your instincts are correct, Ed. In today dollars, that's thirty-four hundred dollars. God damn! So old Billy Grammer was uh, charging the peoples. He was charging for his name for sure. Or maybe he knew that there was going to be an accident at the factory. Yeah, yeah. That is more than I would have thought. Okay. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah, I guess so. Put that in your pipe and burn a factory down. I wonder what our buy and deny ratios are. Oh. I bet you're just north of 50 or 60%, and I bet I am just south. I think I've been deny on more than you. We've talked about this before, where I come from the like, what would I tell somebody who's out there looking for a guitar? And then I think about like, okay, personally, do I want this? Mm -hmm. And you're the opposite. I think this guitar would be cool. Just sitting in any room in your house is just like, pick it up and play your acoustic guitar. This thing's cool. Yeah. So, look at pictures of that, people on the interwebs. Sure. See if you can find pictures of burned-down factories in Nashville. Yeah. Whatever. 
Maybe look at pictures of Roy Clark, because those are fun. I like looking at pictures of Roy Clark. He's a jovial man. He totally is. He's a jovial man out of time. Yep. He seems like he would be a fun dude who can't be locked into your schedule. I'll bet he's a great hang. Yeah. After you do that, yep. after you go hang with Roy, yep. go to thehighgain.com. Yep. Check us out. Yep. Or the high gain on Instagram. Yeah, maybe go to iTunes, leave that review. Totally leave that review. It's going to take 30 seconds of your time. Just pop in there. Let me write it for you. Oh. John and Ed are amazing, both handsome and smart. Oh. This podcast tells me everything I need to know, and it's fun. Type that. <laughs> Perfect. We'll just be sitting here waiting for that to happen, okay? Yeah. Okay, Ed. Bye, John. Bye.